0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Top Rope Nation, presented by TopRopePress.com. I'm your host as always, Ryan Drosty, Editor-in-Chief of Top Rope Press. And not joining me tonight is Mr. Kyle Ross, my usual co-host. Kyle, is, he's been having some uh, moving issues this week. He's uh, crashing, hes he's couch surfing there in Cleveland, trying to find a place to stay, so... I figured yeah, I'll give them the week off. I'll bring on a uh, special guest co-host for all of our listeners tonight. So, uh, Before we get to him, let me just get the technical stuff out of the way. I wanted to thank all of you that are watching us here on YouTube, our Patreon supporters. So we are broadcasting live tonight for everyone who has supported the show on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash toprope nation, you can become a supporter of the show for as little as $1 per month, get access to these live broadcasts, uh, listen and watch the show uh 24 hours before the show is posted audio only to the rest of the world so thanks for all of you that are watching right now or on demand and uh with that being said let me welcome our co-host for tonight some of you who are longtime readers of top row press are going to know this guy uh me and him go back a long ways Uh, i think we met probably 15 16 years ago didn't realize we were each pro wrestling fans for the first few months of our uh, friendship and then once we found out we were big time fans there was no turning back and when I started Top Rope Press this man was actually the first employee of the website in fact when I was trying to decide on a name for the website me and him were texting back and forth and uh, he became our first feature writer um he's I guess he hung around for probably about a year or so and uh then life got busy. He got married recently, uh, was finishing up college, but we're hoping to have him back, maybe writing a piece or two every once in a while soon. So with that being said, let me welcome Mr. Justin Joint to Top Rope Nation. Justin, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, have... just, uh, I need to keep everybody's expectations in to check and just let them know I am the renegade to Kyle's Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think Kyle will think you'll do a fine job tonight. Kyle's a very supportive (laughs) guy. He very has, he he usually has very little criticism. I think Kyle usually thinks I'm the more negative of the duo here. So (laughs) you are, (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to agree. It's true. So yeah, Justin, uh, if you've never read any of his pieces on top row press, I would say the best article you need to go into our archives and read, just, just go up to that search bar, type in coming out of the closet. And, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with justin's sexuality it has <laughs> everything to do with uh you know what we've all felt as wrestling fans where you're a wrestling fan at times maybe you felt a little embarrassed about that and i think justin really put into words what we've all felt and so one of the best features ever written on the site so justin how did you feel writing that article was it cathartic for you
1: oh absolutely i mean I, I 20 years in the making that article was i mean like you know like you mentioned it took us how long to even mention the fact that we're wrestling fans and i'm sure somebody just made an off you know off the cuff remark about it and that nobody would normally catch but the other person did
0: (laughs) i honestly don't even remember we were working at this part-time job uh i was just finishing up high school first year in college right in there uh we're pretty close in age justin's a couple years older than me and we were probably just working and you know how it is if you're a wrestling fan. Like you're like, I'm wondering if this guy's a wrestling fan, and you kind of you work in a reference and see if they get it. And uh, I don't remember what it was, but I know at the time it was like, oh my god! And it was like one of those moments where we're like, did we just become best friends? I think so.
1: <laughs> well, name your favorite wrestler, Bret Hart.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were both huge Bret Hart marks, so yeah, it was a good time. So uh, I guess I think what we needed to talk about here on the show. Uh, we Our last broadcast was uh, New Year's Eve. Kyle and I were talking about our picks for all the pro wrestling awards. And uh, if you haven't checked those out, check out our feature section on Top Row Press. We rolled them out last week. Uh, every day we were announcing a different award winner. Kyle and I kind of debated the nominees last week, but none of the winners had actually um, been announced. So uh, one of the big uh, vote getters or attention getters in the award was of course new japan pro wrestling and uh they presented wrestle kingdom last week i i know we're getting a little late on the uh, ball here but we haven't had a broadcast since last wednesday so justin did you have a chance to watch wrestle kingdom
1: i did i did it was uh it was a really good show especially the second half which is not surprising considering the way they they build their cards which you know just the lowest tiered matches at the beginning and they just work their way up but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a really good show.
0: Yeah, very usually very top-heavy at Wrestle Kingdom. If you, you see the first half, it's not like they're bad matches, but you're getting your three-star matches. And then when you get towards the top, they blow you away with the last three or four matches. And I think that was definitely the case this year. Uh, the last four matches of the card got rave reviews, especially the final two. And there's been a lot of debate online uh, from what I've seen on my social media of what was the better match so tanahashi and naito or of, co- of course uh okada and omega has been the one getting all the hype but these to me these matches were pretty close um everyone's talking about the entrance omega made with the whole terminator thing i haven't seen a lot of comments on naito's entrance i don't know what you thought about it just i thought naito's entrance was honestly equal to the omega entrance or almost just as good with all the green lasers
1: I thought it was better. I actually kind of thought Omegas was lame. <laughs> I, is Terminator still super popular over in Japan right now, or?
0: Well, and Triple H has done the same thing. Yep, yeah,
1: that was a movie tie-in.
0: Yeah, Omega kind of did it before. This was, you know, more full-blown. But yeah, when I when I watched that Naito Tanahashi match uh, with the green lasers everywhere and just the whole like the Titantron video that he had, that was awesome. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, it was it was a great match. In fact, I when I watched it, I had already heard the reviews and heard that Omega Okada was a six star. And so that actually kinda hurt it because by the time I was done watching, I was like, Well, I'm not even sure that was better than NATO and Tanahashi.
0: Yeah, I I also like you, I watched them after I had read the reviews and I kinda wish I had it because I'm curious like which I would have rated better without reading what anyone else thought because the two matches are very different. Um tanahashi Naito match was more full blast from the beginning. I would say it was a shorter match, uh but faster paced right from the start. The one criticism everyone's had of Okada and Omega is it started very slow, built up to uh, uh the peak of the match and you you can't really blame' them for that. They went what like fifty minutes forty five, fifty minutes. But... Well, it was
1: like it was ten minutes of going ten miles per hour and then the you know entire next forty minutes is. 70 miles per hour yeah it, it just made to me it just made for kind of a weird juxtaposition but that's nitpicking it's a it's a five star and a half match or whatever you want to call
0: it <laughs> yeah it, great great match i think the thing that puts that one over the top is of course the big spots whether it was the the dragon suplex off the top the back body drop over the top to the outside just some really memorable uh moves that you're going to be seeing on new japan highlight packages for years but yeah, I don't know. Tanahashi, Naito—they tore the place down. I really liked that match. I feel like if I was to go back and watch these matches again, uh, just because it's shorter, I feel like I would watch that one more. Personally, yeah,
1: it's, Plus, by the time you get to Omega Okada, especially if, like me, I kind of watched from the beginning to the end. It's you're exhausted. That's you know, it's like WrestleMania all over again. It's like I, I can't sit here and watch wrestling for almost six
0: hours. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's it's taken me, I mean, not to uh, make myself look bad, but it's taken me a long time to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Just, I have a toddler at home. It's hard to get the time to watch it. And then like, even the uh, the Okada Omega match, it took me a couple days, even though I was reading all the reviews because it was like, all right, I got to sit down with the entrances and everything. I got I to gotta at least block off an hour. And then I knew when I watched that, I would want to watch the Tanahashi match. And uh, yeah, it, it's a long thing to sit through, but it is, to me, usually the best show of the year. I thought Wrestle Kingdom 10 last year was easily the best event, top to bottom of the year.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, and actually, going, I, not to rag on this anymore, but the whole six-star thing, is like, I, I definitely don't think it was any better than Tanahashi and no Okada from last year.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I thought Meltzer went a little far with that, to be honest yeah. with you. I love Dave, but it seemed like that was kind of like... uh a heat of the moment type thing. Yeah. You know I mean?
1: Oh yeah. He was
0: marking out. <laughs> yeah. Dave's a huge new Japan mark. <laughs> There's no doubt, no doubt about it. He loves everything oh, yeah. made it. Yep. So yeah, I uh I don't know. I thought six stars. That's that might be a little overboard. Awesome match. It's definitely probably gonna be in the running for a match of the year next year and uh may very well win. But uh yeah. Best match of all time. I think you need to let the match kind of sink in for a little bit here. So you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm thinking. Let it, it stand the test of yeah, time. Yeah, I'm thinking of this as a historian. And like when historians rate presidencies, right, they don't rank them right away. You've got to wait like decades. You know, how did that hold up? Now, you don't have to wait decades for this match, but, but at least a few months. Let it soak in. And see what else we got this year. So I wouldn't say it was the best match ready. of all
1: time. I'm ready to rank the uh, incoming president now. I don't, I don't need to wait. <laughs> Get him out
0: of here. You know, ever since the election, Kyle and I have not been able to get through a show without mentioning at least (laughs) once. It always comes up. And I think last week I was like, I don't want to turn off 50% of our audience. And Kyle pointed out, well, you know, it's not 50%, Ryan. It's uh, more like 46% of our audience you might turn off by commenting on this. So, (laughs) So anyways. transferring subjects here <laughs> Spe- speaking of match of the year uh justin did you have a chance to check out any of our awards pieces i thought maybe we could get your take uh, as a former staff member um you didn't vote on the awards this year i think you did last year um but i was kind of curious to get your take now that we have announced the winners for those of you that just listen to the podcast you have no idea who won the awards that we were debating last week um, but did you agree with most of them? Was there any of the awards you took issue with you want to talk about? or?
1: Uh, no, everything seemed pretty good. The only thing I would call out is Sasha and Charlotte not even being on the ballot for rivalry of the year. Because that was in WWE, the rivalry of the year.
0: Yeah, I've, there was a lot of them that I, when I looked at the ballot after the fact, I was like, I really should have nominated that or I should nominate this. And only a handful of our staff members, to be honest, actually nominated things we wanted to get more of them involved. Everyone voted, of course. Um, but yeah. I didn't nominate everything I thought of when I submitted my nominations. Cause I was like, Oh, someone else will do it. Let me leave it for them. And then when we got to the awards, I kind of felt like, uh, I, I guess some of the big stuff got left off, but I feel like the winners at least came, they, they kind of rang pretty true to me at least. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, I'm kind of uh more wwe so it was kind of a uh, new japan heavy but i can't i can't make a good argument against that they they do normally have the better matches
0: yeah so just a quick summary for those of you that haven't seen the awards uh our feud of the year ended up being samoa joe and uh, finn balor from nxt we had a couple others uh in the running we had Jay Lethal, Adam Cole. Uh, we had Naito Okada, Naito Tanahashi. We talked a lot about Naito tonight already. Uh, but Naito was in the run and got some votes there for his feuds in New Japan. Um, our event of the year was Wrestle Kingdom 10. Our tag team of the year, second year in a row, was the Young Bucks. Actually, I should check that. New Day might have won last year. Young Bucks won going away this year. Yeah, um, if I
1: recall re- cor- correctly, uh, New Day won last year.
0: Yeah, I think New Day, not, I think might have finished second or third this year. I know uh, uh, second place was uh, Revival, and uh, I know Gargano and Ciampa were in there, too. In the run. I think Gargano and Ciampa tied New Day. Um, and then our uh, story of the year, that was the WWE draft and brand split. Uh, we talked about that last week. I don't think there's any other story. You could possibly rank ahead of that because just because it changed the landscape of of wrestling so much this year, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, it was more on the outside, but I thought the uh, Brock Lesnar going back to UFC for that one that one fight was pretty huge.
0: Yeah, to me that was the most surprising moment of the year, easily. I sitting at a bar that night, I remember, and it comes across the TV screen. I'm like, "What? Say what? That's." like a few weeks and he's he's fighting again that came out of nowhere so that was that was pretty shocking um so this one we got a little bit of blowback on twitter um our mvp of the year was kenny omega and uh i thought to me it's pretty hard to argue with that omega was uh so valuable to new japan this year after the exodus of talent um this wasn't the wrestler of the year award. And that's where we got some blowback. I had some people tweeting us on Twitter. Like, how is this not AJ styles? And it's like, cause this is not wrestler of the year. This is MVP of the year. And I felt like if you take AJ out of WWE, the company would be fine. But if you took Omega out of new Japan as like the top foreign wrestler, they would have struggled a lot after, after uh, losing AJ. Would, would you have gone with Omega as MVP or what were your thoughts on that?
1: Just him winning the G1 alone, I think he deserves it. I mean, it was the, the first, uh, is it Gaijin
0: to yeah. win it? That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, but yeah, he's no, a to, good no, Totally
1: agree. Totally agree. WWE would have just, you know, business as usual without Styles. It wouldn't have been near as fun of a year, but, you know, they, they would have been fine. Whereas yeah. I don't know what New Japan would have done without Omega.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of New Japan, our match of the year ended up being uh, AJ and Nakamura from Wrestle Kingdom last year. And, you know, speaking of cards that had multiple good matches, to me, uh, Tanahashi Okada was actually a better match. I I don't know what your thoughts on that were. They were both awesome matches. But uh, I would have to vote for Tanahashi Okada over Styles and Nakamura.
1: I, I give the slight nod to uh, Styles and Nakamura just because we had never seen it before. There was such a nice build, whereas we had seen Okada and Tanahashi, I think, 10,000 times before.
0: <laughs> Third time they had highlight, uh, main evented the Tokyo Dome. So, yeah, it, it, had, been, it had been seen, that's for sure. Um, so, then our female wrestler of the year ended up being Sasha Banks. And I think you can make a strong case for Charlotte here as well. Um, but it seemed like, uh, more of our staff was on board with Sasha there. What are your thoughts there, Justin?
1: Yeah. You're all a bunch of marks (laughs) Charlotte all the way. (laughs) I I think she's the true future of that division.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had an article up on our website around this time last year, maybe. And, uh, I'm the editor of top Row press, but I like everyone, you know, have their say. And, uh, There's probably never been an article on our site that I disagreed with more than this feature article that went up and it talked about how Charlotte was so overrated.
1: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber. For having listened to it, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: I don't know if you remember. There's a former staff writer that wrote this.
1: No, I did not catch that one. Yeah. And I definitely don't agree with it, but she's also, in this just this past year, she's stepped up her game enormously. Like, I mean, she's great on the mic now, which I don't know if we could say that a year ago.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, there's she was really struggling on the mic. Sasha's not good on the mic. Whatsoever. <laughs> she's really mad on the mic, but uh I I have to give Sasha props because she tweeted out a picture of my child, so <laughs> <laughs> I might be biased.
1: Yeah, maybe just a little bit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think Charlotte really came into her own this year. A lot of people like to hate on Charlotte, but she's awesome in the ring. Um I saw a tweet not long ago where someone said that Naomi. Is by far the best athlete in the WWE Women's Division, and she's a great athlete. But I'm thinking, like, what? Charlotte was a D1 volleyball player. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) buying into that one. That's Charlotte all
1: the way again.
0: Yeah. So Charlotte's got a lot going for her. And then I don't think anyone is going to disagree with our Wrestler of the Year choice, AJ Styles. Won that going away. It was the in our uh, tally, our vote tally. That was by far the uh, by far the biggest blow away. The results, so I'm assuming Justin, you have no issue with that one.
1: Oh no, it just an incredible year, and I, it, the most shocking thing is that they actually let him do his thing. You know, like the first time we saw the Styles clash, I didn't expect them to allow him to use that move. But man, he just has great match after great match, and I, I have to, I have to come clean. I was not really a big AJ Styles fan until. The later part of his New Japan run, like I I, granted, I never really watched a lot of TNA, but uh, boy, I am definitely on board now. He is he is the best.
0: Yeah, I I loved AJ early on in his TNA run when I actually watched TNA uh, up until about probably 2006 or so. I was a huge fan of everything he was doing. But if you go back and you watch AJ then to now, he and I wrote about this in the in the feature piece announcing him as wrestler of the year. He uh, he's developed his character so much compared to then. Then he was a great athlete, and that was about it. Not a lot of charisma, um. But now, like, he's great on the mic. It's a good presence about him in the ring. Just everything about him, he's a star. So, uh, yeah, he won that going away. Um, but like I said, Kenny Omega, he was our MVP, and I did want to talk a little bit about his future because that's a huge topic right now in wrestling. And uh, will he or won't he go to WWE? So what do we know about this? So from what I've been told, he's at least under contract through January 31st. And unless WWE and New Japan worked out some some agreement to get him early, there's no way he's going to be at the Royal Rumble this year. Um, the only way that's happening is, like I said, they make uh, some workaround with his contract. So he's for sure under contract through January 31st. And there's some debate whether that is this year january or next year uh my personal thought is he's probably sticking around in japan but i'm sure he's getting offers from wwe right now that he never ever expected because of all the hype his match just got from wrestle kingdom uh my question is justin would you like to see him go to wwe right now or would you like to see him stick around in new japan
1: Oh, I'll, I'll take them right now for sure. Like, like, let me start getting to watch awesome Omega matches all Cause like, I love new Japan. I love the, the strong style is by far the best kind of match, but I also only watch maybe a dozen new Japan matches during the course of the year. I mean, and that's only if, outside of wrestle kingdom. That's if I hear about them, whereas if he goes to WWE, I get to watch them every week. You know, <laughs> we, we, we get, a. uh, uh Omega Zane, you know, heck, uh, how about a uh, Omega Styles and Balor triple threat match?
0: Yeah, yeah, bring, bring him right away. I was going to ask you that if if your reasoning would be just for access to watching him more, because on yeah, on that front, it's hard to argue that you'd want to have him right away. Um, but I also feel like, to me, he's so important to New Japan, and I worry about him getting lost in the shuffle at WWE. I, I don't think there's any doubt that if he goes there, it's right to the main roster. Like, there's no way he's leaving New Japan to go to NXT. No chance at all. It's, it's going to be a huge money offer, probably, like, main events guaranteed. If he jumps, he's, he's main roster bound right away. Would you agree?
1: I agree, but I also... I don't know if they're going to be making that kind of offer to him yet. I mean, Styles had, you know, a... a Decade of top level work. And not to say that Omega hasn't been working at a top level, but he really hasn't been on the main event scene for all but a year. You know, right. so I I don't think he would get the same kind of offer Styles does, and that's honestly why I don't think we will be seeing him in the WWE for I don't know at least six months or so.
0: Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, well, the one thing I, I here's what I will say: I think they possibly see an Omega. Um, a top baby face for the future that they haven't been able to create on their own organically. Like he's already got a, a good fan following he's charismatic as hell. He's 33. So, I mean like AJ, he's getting a little bit older. Um, he could be that top baby face. I think AJ should have the top run on SmackDown at some point this year, but I think Omega, they might view him as like the piece that's missing that they haven't been able to put together for the future. Um, and maybe that's why they want him so bad they also Vince and the rest of the upper tier of management hate it when someone gets over outside of their company and gets this kind of publicity like they want him now if that happens and uh, Omega is like the hottest thing in wrestling right now
1: oh absolutely 100% although I, would you rather see him or Nato go to WWE
0: oh that's a good question uh, out of the two, I'd rather see Omega because I feel like there's a better chance they wouldn't blow it with him. <laughs> <laughs> I worry. I mean, obviously they've done a good job with Nakamura, but I would worry a little bit about Naito coming in and if, if they'd really know how to book him. I don't I don't know how well he speaks English. I'm I'm sure he does a little bit. I know Nakamura speaks English really well, so I don't know if that would have... Yeah, any I'm not sure
1: on, on Naito either. I, have, I guess I've never heard him speak English.
0: Yeah, so I've never heard on that. That could always have some bearing, but i think omega to me ideally i'd like to see him stick around one more year in new japan and then go um i want to see the Okada rematch i feel like building up to that this summer probably in june in osaka would be a huge deal it's right before they do their uh first solo tour of north america where they're coming to los angeles uh early july and uh he's just the perfect guy to be like the face of that tour if they want to have some success and uh in the united states so uh, i was i was a little disappointed that the only date they announced was los angeles if they if they would announce chicago i'd be all on board going and i'd probably be dragging you with me Justin.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't take much arm twisting
0: <laughs> i periodically text justin and, and bug him i'm like so have you subscribed to new japan world yet are you watching more new japan because i love new japan but i also don't have quite enough time to keep up with it as much as i should but whenever i watch it i love it i just yeah that's
1: I can't even watch all the WWE that I would like to in a week. So it's like, I just can't do, I just can't pull the trigger on the new Japan yet.
0: Yeah. So speaking of WWE, they had a big announcement this week. So WrestleMania 34 going back to new Orleans and, uh, it's four years after they were last at the Superdome. So they've been getting some criticism from some fans, maybe fans in Toronto and Minneapolis, for example, that, uh, (laughs) they're heading back too early and they should try other markets. Um, I I've read actually like varying reviews on how New Orleans was. Like everyone said New Orleans was great for the city and the surroundings, but I I read a lot of bad reviews about the Superdome. Um I don't know if you ever heard anything about that, but there's a lot of complaints like getting out of out of the dome that night. It was like chaos and people were like about to riot because the access to the I've never been there, but supposedly it takes like forever to get out of the Superdome. I imagine it's kind of like the old Metrodome in Minneapolis. But
1: I, I went to a uh, Pelican Celtics game down there. And it, it is all, I mean, it is the Smoothie King Center's right by, you know, the dome. And it, it's it's all pretty congested right in there. So I could see where there would be some problems. But uh, I love the fact that they're coming back to New Orleans all, already because that is a city I could sell my wife on going to <laughs> WrestleMania for
0: i actually this was funny you mentioned that because uh this would normally be an off-air conversation but you brought it up uh i i said to my wife at dinner tonight because justin and i for those of you that don't know we actually live in the same town and uh i was like we should see if justin and his wife wanted to do like a couple's trip to wrestlemania next year yep, so I've,
1: I've already put the bug in my wife's ear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see my wife you have converted your wife into a fan correct true yep (laughs) you successfully brought her into the cult
1: yep she'll uh she'll actually uh watch it at work when she has the opportunity
0: (laughs) that's awesome see i have not quite been able to do that with my wife although i did take her if you're watching us on youtube right now there's an nxt poster behind us i did take her to the nxt show um in des moines we sat front row and she liked it more than she would like to admit So I, you know, her, one of her, uh, her friends that would never watch wrestling in a million years asked her about it. And I overheard her from across the room and she was like, you know, it was actually pretty cool. And inside I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) Now buy some (laughs) t-shirts. Exactly. No, actually she does have two shirts that I did buy for it. (laughs) Nice. Nice yeah she has a charlotte shirt and a sasha shirt because they were both on sale on the shop zone for like six bucks and it was before the nxt event and she was like i need something to wear so i bought her both of them she likes those two
1: yeah i shouldn't be complaining i got my wife into wrestling but she's also a huge bella's fan so you don't you don't win them all
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right actually i think i remember i saw you guys at a show and she maybe she was wearing a bella shirt or it was either that or a seth rollins shirt but i think you've told me that. yeah well
1: I think she was rocking the Rollins got to represent Iowa.
0: Yeah. Can't complain. Speaking of WrestleMania, um, there's a story up on top row press on the front page right now. There has apparently been a major shakeup in the matches for WrestleMania this year. And, uh, as always after Royal rumble, we're going to get a better idea of where they're going here. But, uh, I was listening to the wrestling observer live today with Alvarez and Meltzer. And, uh, he wouldn't give away what's coming, but Alvarez was talking about, like, there is something huge that's going to happen at the Rumble. And uh, nobody, he has not seen anyone predict what's what he has heard is going to happen. So there's some big match they're playing. I have no idea what it could be. Um, the report this week was that Undertaker and Cena is no longer happening. Um so that was the match like two years in the making last year. That was supposed to be a headline match. And then Cena got injured. Supposedly not happening this year. Um, and then uh, we only have three confirmed matches, I believe, for the show. They haven't announced them yet. But according to those backstage, Rollins Triple H is confirmed. Big Show and Shaquille O'Neal, which they've been talking oh, about it. doing for years and years and years. And oh,
1: that, that better be the same length as Goldberg-Lesnar at Survivor Series.
0: <laughs> you would hope so. And uh, Brock and Bill Goldberg, the rematch. So how do you feel about those three matches, Justin? Uh,
1: Lesnar-Goldberg, whatever. <laughs> Just <laughs> give them their time. Let the crowd boo them out of the building again. Yeah. Um, Rollins-Triple-H makes a ton of sense from storyline standpoint but man i really wanted rollins and styles um shack and big show who cares <laughs> but I, but i am i i'm actually really disappointed to hear that Cena undertaker might possibly not be on now which i'm assuming that happened the second that cena came back and the crowd started chanting for taker i'm sure mm-hmm. Vince was back there fans want the fans don't get
0: <laughs> <laughs> gotta pivot gotta pivot they can't yeah. predict this early yeah i've been racking my brain all day trying to figure out where they're going um that's gonna be so unprecedented i'm sure balor fi- is gonna figure into the mix somehow
1: that's I, I was actually thinking earlier i uh undertaker balor makes a tiny bit of sense just he could be the new enigma guy or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i don't like i don't know where you go with styles and the i mean do you put him with cena again i don't know just i don't know really shakes things up that's for sure
0: yeah they let's see they wrestled at SummerSlam, so you wouldn't think they would go back to that but it's possible i i broached the subject a few weeks back that i wanted to see nakamura as a surprise entrant in the rumble and win the whole damn thing and challenge styles and mania I would love that. Personally. Oh
1: yeah. I would be down with that, but there is zero <laughs> chance that Vince is okay with Nakamura debuting and winning in the rumble. Yeah. Again, actually, I, I think they would go with Joe before they go Nakamura in that, in that spot.
0: Yeah. I think Joe's Joe's arrival has been imminent for like a year. He could come up at any time. So I don't know. We'll have to see where they're going, but I will say my interest is peaked. Um trying to, uh, to see what we have in store at WrestleMania this year. So they're creating a buzz. That's what they're trying to do. So we can't complain too much. Um, I, who would, who would, oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I was just a, a low-key uh, guy I would like to see win the Rumble.
0: Yeah. Big E. Big E yeah. is the, the, the best new day in the, and the, in the new day. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah, I, would, I, like, yeah, I, I think uh, Big E has a huge singles run ahead of him down the line. And uh, I'd have no problem with that. It'd be a surprise. It's been... It's been a while since we've had like a real surprise winner in the Rumble. Usually they're pretty predictable, right?
1: Yes. In fact, I until this Undertaker scene the news broke, I was 100% well Taker's going to win the Rumble, but it's it's really really nice going into the WrestleMania season not really being sure as to where they're going. Yeah. Other other than Rain wins somehow.
0: Mhm. Supposedly Taker's not going to be in a title match this year. That's the word. Now, yeah, so. I saw that too. Yeah, so i, I don't think uh, i don't think you're gonna see him win the Rumble, but who knows? I guess he could win it and then lose the title match somehow, like at Elimination Chamber or something, if they really wanted to swerve the people. But um, also, so between Royal Rumble and Mania, we've got Elimination Chamber, we've got Fast Lane, and it also just broke that Goldberg is now going to wrestle at Rumble, Fast Lane, and Mania. So he's, he's being advertised in Milwaukee for Fastlane now. It's not just appearing, but wrestling in a match.
1: Which I guess that begs the question, does that mean the Lesnar-Goldberg match blow-off is at Fastlane and Goldberg wins the Rumble and he's going to take on Reigns?
0: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Me and Kyle talked about that. And he. Well,
1: yes, I, I have to speak for Kyle here and say that's the best match they can do. Although <laughs> I don't believe it. The Renegade doesn't believe that.
0: <laughs> You know, if Kyle does criticize you, it's going to be because you don't want to see that match. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Yeah, he's, he's been big on that. So um, also this year at WrestleMania will be the Hall of Fame as usual. And we've had some names floating out there for this year. It looks like Rick Rude and DDP are basically locks to go in. Uh, is there anyone else that hasn't been inducted in the Hall of Fame? that you are just like pining for and wanting to see it done justin can you think of anyone at all
1: oh man pining for (laughs) boy i i I really i mean they have all the big names in for the most part don't they i mean at this point we're just waiting for the guys that are retiring young like daniel Bryan and stuff um i had heard uh uh natural disasters maybe this year which would be kind of nice with uh i guess typhoon just went to the hospital recently, so mm-hmm. um man, no. I I really can't. I can't think of you. Can you think of anybody?
0: I mean I've I've always wanted to see Owen go in. I don't know if that's gonna happen this year. Uh, they might Uh-oh. save that for like a Toronto mania.
1: Yeah. Yeah I guess I always just assume he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's just weird. That's a whole other thing.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I can't there's no one out there that I can think of offhand that I, I really want to see. And I'm I'm curious as to uh who's gonna be the headliner. Maybe they can think of a way, Justin, to have the sitting president of the United States get inducted a second time. A <laughs> second time to the Hall of Fame, Donald Trump himself.
1: Two time Hall of Famer. He's <laughs> going after Rick Flair.
0: <laughs> How much would they love to promote that? Like Flair is the only two time well now we've got the president of the United States. By God, he's a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Well,
1: if Vince McMahon's listening, he's masturbating right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even want to know what Linda's doing getting ready for the cabinet <laughs> run. <laughs> oh, we're
1: going that, down that dark road again.
0: <laughs> we got we to gotta turn this car around quickly here. <laughs> um, so as we're hitting these hot topics this week, um, Raw and SmackDown, um, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. What do you think of the quality of, of WWE SmackDown this week, Justin? Usually, Kyle, he's our reviewer of SmackDown, and he always gives us you know, his take on the show. You used, you used to uh, actually review NXT for Top Row Press, so you've been in the uh, television review business before. How would you uh, think SmackDown went this week? What were the highlights? or were the lowlights for you?
1: Um, the lowlights, I would say, were the two hours it was on. Um, it was a really bad show, and, and and I don't think it was a really bad show compared to the two previously fantastic shows. It was just a horrible show. You have the uh, the, the Ziggler heel turn isn't going all that great. The, I mean, when you when you have them turn against guys like Kalisto and Cruz, who the crowd doesn't care about anyways, they're going to cheer Ziggler. He's the popular one. Mm-hmm. Um you had JBL just dressing down that uh, enhancement talent in the Carmella match. I mean, that was really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and the Cena Corbin match was it was fine, and the ending makes sense. But yeah, it was a drag this week. I, uh, American Alpha's uh, Wyatt family was a good match, but yeah,
0: yeah. JBL is just god-awful on commentary anymore and it's to me it's shocking because he was so good like almost 10 years ago i guess when he first started doing some announcements he was a really good uh announcer on television and he's just been completely neutered he <laughs> he's like he is like the mouthpiece of vince on the show you can tell like uh, whatever vince once said he, that's what jbl says
1: yep and i guarantee vince was in his ear for that uh carmella match that was that was bad that was really yeah. bad
0: Well, the reason, I mean, honestly, if we want to be real here, the reason SmackDown suffered this week is because Alexa Bliss was not in action. Nobody even checked on me. Let's just talk about that for a second. I I didn't get any get well tweets,
1: get well gifts. I got one text message from a random number that said, Hey, I hope you're doing okay. Followed up with, oops, sorry, wrong person.
0: <laughs> right, she had that backstage had segment.
1: Backstage segment. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I heard she was awesome yeah. on uh, Talking Smack this week, but I didn't actually have a chance. Do you watch Talking Smack? Uh, Smack very much, or
1: I do not. Even though I hear it is basically the highlight of every week, I, I heard the. I think it was the Miz tore down this week, but no, never have
0: yeah i watch it occasionally but like you said geez you watch smackdown then you turn on 205 live then you've then you got talking smack afterwards and if if you want to have any kind of social life or not have your wife hate you it's it's pretty difficult (laughs) to, to watch all of that one sitting so but
1: yeah plus that's one of those where the recap's fine that's all i need on that one
0: right yeah so and then raw this week we to be honest the last few weeks we haven't talked a lot about raw and uh that's just going to be honest with you that's probably going to continue this week because uh i didn't think it was much of a show personally I, I i
1: do want to point out two things Two what for me have been highlights of raw for the past month and you probably definitely won't agree with one of them but uh the first one is the best thing going in wwe right now and that's neville's heel run it's been fantastic he added the submission move which is way better than uh his usual one, because all that's going to do is make people pop. But man, he has just been tremendous as king of the cruiserweights.
0: Mm-hmm. I love Neville; what he's been doing too, Freshen up his career in a big way.
1: Yep, yep, and it just works so well, especially like he and he's got all these uh, new baby faces in that division with Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander. It's, it's uh oh, and our favorite Jack Gallagher. Oh yeah. Um. And the uh, the other thing that's been the highlight of Raw has been uh. Braun Strowman. (laughs) I think he's been terrific. And he stands out in the show. He he had a great match with Zane, which is obviously a lot of Zane. And and his match with Rollins this week was uh, really good outside of the ending.
0: Justin is a dedicated Top Rope Nation listener. And uh, he knows I've been very critical of Braun Strowman in the past. And uh, here, this is what I will say. I'm going to give the guy some credit. He is a decent worker in the ring i don't think he's like a great wrestler by any means but he's good um he's had some good matches um his match this week was good yeah he's he's a confident like big man heel
1: if he just keeps going with this the being the monster character and letting these you know top level talents like rollins and zane lead him through good matches perfect perfect use for him
0: yeah yeah people like that have a role in wrestling and yeah, he has done better than I expected uh, in that role. If you go back and you watch him when he was first brought up in the Wyatt family and he was a a mess. He's learned a lot uh since then. He's he's much more competent in the ring than he was back then.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um I also need to give a special shout out to HBK for promoting a Christian movie by uh saying suck it over and over again. <laughs> Bravo, sir. (laughs)
0: Uh, Sean his his reputation has been going downhill a little bit lately, but uh, I I can only
1: imagine what that was like for you watching him have to uh, what is that dab or uh,
0: oh my god to to
1: get off my lawn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that dabbing is the worst thing invented in years. I think I wrote uh, my two hundred five live review a couple weeks ago. I said dabbing was the worst thing since Jinko jeans in the nineteen nineties. Oh, it I is. had corduroy Jinko jeans in the 90s. <laughs> and now you think it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like, oh, my God. I could tell you so many stories of kids I've seen doing this dabbing thing and how ridiculous they look. He, TJ has to drop that, like, yesterday. It's it's awful.
1: It, it doesn't bother me quite as much as you, but <laughs> when he's trying to teach Shawn Michaels how to do it in an already horrible and long segment, it definitely doesn't work
0: that was awkward it's i always love seeing sean back we bonded over this justin years ago brett and sean were like our favorite wrestlers and sean was a hero of mine growing up uh but uh it just seems like when he's brought back on tv anymore it's not like as special as it used to be i know he hasn't been around much in a while but it's still like i don't know maybe it's because they bring him back with like no purpose like to promote this movie nobody's going to go see but uh exactly that's exactly (laughs) what it is yeah, if they could have brought him back to do something special at the Rumble or something it would have been great, but uh, it doesn't
1: help that like he he looks like he's in tremendous shape and yet we don't get to watch him wrestle. It's just it's kind of like the same with like I I can't watch SmackDown and not be a little sad every time I see Daniel Bryan. It's like he looks like he can
0: wrestle, let him wrestle. Yeah. They I don't know how they couldn't have sean has got to be at the Rumble. It's in his hometown, but man, you would have thought if there was any chance for him to comeback that would have been it that's how they could sell some tickets to that place it's uh yeah it's it's disappointing he did look i thought he looked kind of big this week like he looked bigger than the last time i saw him if that makes sense like he looked like he'd been working out harder his arms looked a little more jacked i thought but uh no such luck although we did get the sweet chin music on the outside yep yep <laughs> my <laughs> friend one of my friends actually uh he sent me a picture. He was at the movie theater, and there was a poster on the wall for the Shawn Michaels movie, this Gavin Stone movie. And this guy's not really a wrestling fan, but he's familiar with it. And he was like, WTF? Shawn Michaels is in a movie? Like, how did this even happen? And I sent back, <laughs> well, WWE Studios is producing the movie. And he's like, oh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how that one happened. Oh, man. Poor Sean. <laughs> So let's see anything else in the news this week.
1: Oh, Uh, real quick before we move on from raw. Yeah. Chris Jericho won the last title that had uh, eluded him in his career. Just got to give a special shout out.
0: That's correct. New U S champion. Jericho has been great this year. I am. Me and Kyle talk about this. I am so much looking forward to the Jericho Owens match, which looks like we didn't mention this before. It looks like that's going to happen at mania. That's the word that breakup should be coming in the next month or two. Uh, But yeah, their, their whole storyline has been awesome. Yeah. This
1: has probably been Jericho's best run in 10 years.
0: Yeah. Easily. Every time at work, I tell a kid, I'm going to like add their name to some kind of list. I always think, of, and I really <laughs> want to break out a Chris Jericho line, like so bad, but I never do it. <laughs> you just made the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, when you were talking to, when you're talking about Braun Strowman a second ago, I'm gonna like back it up here and walk back one of my other comments that I've made on the show recently. Not really walk it back, but I'm gonna give him a little bit, a shred of credit.
1: Oh, I hope this is what I think it is.
0: <laughs> I still don't think he is main event potential. But I do think Corbin yeah. has done fairly fairly well recently. And the reason I bring this up is did you have any problems with the finish on SmackDown?
1: Uh No, uh, for one, he got beat by Cena, you know, so you can't really get too down about that. Cena's on his way to a big match with Styles. So uh, we've seen plenty of Schmazz finishes on Raw and SmackDown all the time. And he doesn't lose anything by. he's, He's fantastic. He's really grown on me in this past year.
0: He's doing better. I'll just say that <laughs> I'll stop there. He's doing better.
1: I, I was going to bring him up when we were talking about Bron that that's the other one that I like that. I don't know if Ryan does.
0: Yeah, he's, he's getting better. He He's getting better in the role. I, I still think he's pretty weak on the mic personally. I don't know. It just, he's it's just, really it's so forced. Ants, though. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, yeah, I think he's been doing it. I, I also didn't have any problem with it because it is Cena, but, uh, there were some people that I had seen online that were like really complaining that's, that uh, Corbin lost that match. So I just I wanted to see what your take on that was.
1: Yeah, I mean. If the I wish the match was a little bit longer and a bit more of a fight and it never really seemed like Cena was any in real danger of losing. But yeah, I'm not going to get worked up about a main event on a shitty SmackDown.
0: Yeah so speaking of getting worked up justin um this is also now a little bit of old news but we haven't had a show since this was on the air so i need to address it because it really bugs me on twitter that night uh so by the way cheap plug follow me at historical ryan you can catch my hot takes on twitter (laughs) uh so the new wwe show which uh basically died already. They have no episodes like in the can ready to air, but this new show, Bring It to the Table, they aired last week after Raw. I thought the show was just god awful. And my God, I have never been blasted on Twitter so much <laughs> in my life. There are so many WWE Kool-Aid drinkers out there that just attack, attack, attack. Like anything WWE gives them is great. And you you just can't criticize them whatsoever. I just thought I thought the premise of the show was really good. Like if they're going to be honest, but as I watched it as someone who's covered wrestling for quite a while now, I felt like it was like Vince's mouthpiece to like get his frustrations out on everything. Any critic ever blasts about WWE, whether it's the three hour show, you know who they push. It just seemed like, it just seemed like, uh, they were, they were, they were just mouthpieces for Vince. What did you think of the show? Um,
1: Well, yeah, 100% they were just mouthpieces. And I don't think you can go into that expecting them to maybe really say what's on their mind. But I liked it because they actually brought up on WWE programming actual complaints that fans have. And I thought their answers, while obviously they were just being shills for the company, were honest and... I mean, like, I don't know the exact figure, but, you know, Heyman brought up, it's like, they eliminate that one hour of Raw. That's $75 million. You know, where are they supposed to make that up at? You know, it's like, yeah, it'd be great if it was shorter, but it doesn't make financial sense to them.
0: No, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. They're not they're not going to cancel that hour because they do make a good amount of money off of it. It's, it's clear that the show suffers because of the length, but it is pretty valuable to them financially. So that's why, yeah, they're not going to... uh walk that back but yeah I don't know I just I was not a fan I thought a lot of the rationale for their rebuttals to the arguments it was it was so bizarre because like every list of complaints they went through was definitely right off of Twitter it's like the biggest topics you see discussed all the time yeah,
1: it was, it was great. It was fresh. I've never what seen is,
0: anything like that. It'd be great if they, they gave honest answers that weren't just like the company line. That was my issue. Was, and it's just like some of the ridiculous things they said. Like JBL claimed James Ellsworth is a ratings draw. That's ridiculous. There's nothing that backs that up whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, they brought up Bret Hart and all his weird comments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that one. I don't know. i go either way on that one. Um, but then they asked about like 205 live and how that's being taped after SmackDown. Okay. That is one of the dumbest ideas they have ever had to tape it after SmackDown. You know, like everyone with any brain whatsoever knew that, uh, that was going to be a failure that people were going to be leaving the show, especially when they're on the East coast and it's getting really late. Why not tape it before the show aired on tape delay two hours later, Um, But they, well, I had heard that they were going to switch that, but they seem to be like defending that on the show because JBL and the, one of the oddest rationales I've ever heard said, well, you know, when I was headlining against uh, (laughs) the undertaker back in 2004 and 2005, you know, I had to make sure what we were doing was just as good as earlier in the card or uh, the people would have left too. So they just got to come through like I did. You have to be able to follow what's before you, I think is what he said. And it's like, you were in the main event of the main television show. That is not the same as an entirely different show, full of guys most of the fans don't know. I, mean, I just thought that was bizarre. Did you catch that yeah. one?
1: Yeah, he was definitely grasping at straws. That's, <laughs> that's kind of indefensible. Like In the main event with Undertaker, like, follow what with the Undertaker? I mean, come on. Yeah. But, but these questions were actually being asked on air two WWE guys. And even if their answers were, you know, exactly what we'd expect them to say, it, it was the awkwardness of it was entertainment.
0: I just felt like these guys that were on there, you know, JBL, Paul Heyman with such great minds for the business. If they were, would have been allowed some leeway to say what they really think it'd be a great show. But since they were given the company line, it just, it just came off so awkward to me. And like when Paul Heyman was defending uh the product, and he was just like matter of factly, "Well, if you don't like it, just boycott it's like <laughs> why why would you say that to paying customers? It just defies all logic. <laughs> I don't
1: and know. see and see, I just laughed <laughs> I thought it was great. it's funny.
0: I laughed it, and shook it, my head like, what the heck it It's
1: there just to piss off all of us <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's that's what that was that is what makes it so bizarre, like what business?" Or even like, you know, organization and athletics goes after their paying customers. Like, I got all these tweets from people that night where they're like, whoa, oh, you know, we criticize the product all the time. God forbid they go after us for 30 minutes. Like, that's not the point at all. Like, do you see movies that get, you know, bashed by critics, like putting together special shows on YouTube to like call out their critics and stuff? Like, ever? It's just, I don't know. It's, no. it's strange to me. <laughs> But
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I dug it, man. It was cool. I, I'm also kind of a Rosenberg fan, though, too. So I was, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them.
0: <laughs> it seemed like Rosenberg was the guy they brought in to be like the sacrificial lamb. Like he was gonna say, <laughs> he was gonna say everything that people have problems with, and they were just going to like destroy him. And that's kind of what happened. So I think. Oh yeah. They're... Go ahead. They were
1: cutting him down for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's close with this uh, since this is our first show of 2017. And, you know, if I'm looking at my crystal ball, I think Justin's probably going to be on the show again at some point in the future. And so when we bring you back, we'll see if any of these predictions happen, but do you have any predictions for the year in wrestling this year? Like if you had to pick out a couple things that you think are going to happen, not what you want to see happen, what that you think are going to happen. What do you think we're in store for this year?
1: Uh, I would predict Lesnar has a bunch of underwhelming matches. Well, not a bunch, like four underwhelming matches because they insist on putting him against guys that we don't want to see him fight <laughs> instead of like maybe you know Cesaro or something, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I expect a much bigger year out of Rollins than the one he just had. I mean, there's a lot of misuse there, but they obviously believe in that guy uh, same with Balor, uh, that injury set him back, but there's nothing better in wrestling than the big comeback. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, like just the, uh, you have to admit the wrestling in WWE just keeps getting better and better every year. If only because that roster is just stacked with the best wrestlers in the world and more of them are coming in. Hopefully we'll be seeing, uh, O'Reilly, um, Maybe Cole. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring them yeah. all. Bring all the best wrestlers. And let's actually fill those a hundred hours of wrestling a
0: week. <laughs> I think Adam Cole is almost a for sure thing. I think he's coming for sure. And I'm a big Adam Cole fan. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, yeah. I think uh, Kyle and I say this on the show a lot. If, you, if you're complaining about wrestling in 2017, uh, you need to be taken out back smacked in the head with something because there is so much great wrestling these days, whether it is WWE new Japan, there's really evolve. Uh, there's, there's nothing to complain about and WWE, whether their storylines leave a lot to be desired when they have those pay-per-view shows, you know, you're going to get some great action. So yeah, I, I can't complain too much. Um, my predictions are that Goldberg, by the time we get to WrestleMania is going to be getting booed. People will be sick of him by then. um, I think Kenny Omega is going to stay in New Japan for the year. I think he'll come back. I think he's just recovering from some injuries right now. Um, but I, I don't see him leaving the rematch for the IWGP title on the table. I think he wants to hold the belt. And uh, if New Japan doesn't let him hold the belt this year, that would be a, that would be a big mistake. But I think there's big money in the, in the rematch with Okada and then that eventual North American tour and them expanding. And I think the New Day will break up this year. That's another one Ooh, I was thinking about. Really? I think wow. yeah, I think we'll break them up this year. I think the acts getting pretty stale. I think Biggie is the star that's uh going to prevail and be a, a main eventer eventually. And uh I think that'll happen. try to put a time frame on it? I think the new day is going to be broken up before we get to SummerSlam.
1: Wow, I'm going to hold you to that one. I don't know if I can uh co-sign that.
0: <laughs> we should we bookmark this show and if we get to SummerSlam and they haven't broken up yet, i will play this clip right now on the air and shame that's my prediction (laughs) my prediction i'm sticking to it (laughs) all right well hey justin it's been awesome having you on the show having an old top rope press staff member on here giving us a different perspective hopefully we can bring you back on um for those of you listening right now if you're not watching on patreon we do uh some post pay-per-view shows Uh, that is live on youtube for everyone not just patreon supporters that you can watch um, after every wwe pay-per-view so we'll next be coming at you here in a couple weeks with the royal rumble post show Um, we're looking at doing those with kind of more of a panel Uh, we're going to bring in some people from some other websites uh, maybe some prominent names from the wrestling world i've got a couple people i've been in contact with to come on and be part of the panel So we will expand to more than just Kyle and myself. Maybe Justin could come on one of those pay-per-view post shows sometime. I'd love it. Yeah, so we'll have you back for that. Uh, If you're listening to the show, and uh, especially if you're listening on iTunes, i got to close by saying, if you can go ahead and go to the ratings and give us a rating, that would help us out a lot. If you can click the subscribe button, that would help us out even more. That's how we get exposed to more uh, listenership. You're on Podbean, go ahead and follow us. Stitcher, leave us a rating on there, and of course, we're also available on topropepress.com. Uh, so any closing comments from you, Justin, before we sign off here for the night?
1: Oh, what you gonna do when the top rope nationites run wild on you?
0: <laughs> if you're not watching us here live on YouTube, he has a Hasbro Hulk Hogan figure in the viewing window currently and a macho man randy savage in the background so you are missing out guys you got to subscribe patreon.com slash top rope nation become a supporter of the show one dollar a month don't make us beg help out the show and you can watch us live so with that being said i'm ryan Drosty. he is Justin enjoying it, and we'll catch you guys next time thanks